get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. Do you struggle feeling down during the holidays? Do you ever struggle feeling down or unhappy the rest of the year? Where do you feel like your source of happiness comes from? Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm your courageous coach, Heather Brenton. I'm here to help you live a life that is fearlessly free. So you can stop hiding. You can show up fully yourself. And you can fulfill your God-given purpose. And you can do it courageously. Now today we're going to be talking about what can Charlie Brown Christmas, one of my all-time favorites, teach us about happiness. So today's going to be for you if you're ready to feel happy, not just during Christmas, but you're ready to feel happy 365 days a year. And I'm also talking to you if you need help feeling happy more often. And today is also for you if you are tired of feeling happy only to have that next thought steal it from you, rob it from you, then today is your day, my friend. We have been doing a series on what we can learn from my favorite Christmas movies. Hopefully you've been enjoying it. Hopefully you've hit some of your favorites. But when I thought about what is the next movie I want to talk about, I thought about Charlie Brown Christmas. Come on now. Charlie Brown Christmas is an icon for decades. Even my kids love it. And I've actually loved Charlie Brown through all the shows. We watch them all. We've got the It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, and we watch the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and Charlie Brown Christmas, and Valentine's Special, and I have seen so many. I have the, the, even the DVD Special Collection Edition, and I love Charlie Brown, because I'm going to be honest, I can relate to Charlie Brown. Now, the, the Peanuts gang is actually fantastic because there is probably somebody you can relate to in the show. Somewhere in the show, whether it's Lucy or Linus or Charlie Brown or Sally or Peppermint Patty or Marcy. There's so many different characters in there. And there's there's somebody I'm sure you could relate to. Maybe Violet. But... I relate to Charlie Brown. Why? <laughs> oh. you, you've heard me talk about my story. And you've heard me talk about feeling like my voice didn't matter. Like you were in, like I'm invisible. And that's a big trigger for me. And I feel like Charlie Brown because Charlie Brown is like that. When you watch Charlie Brown, everything Charlie Brown does Seems like it kind of falls apart. Like he thinks it's going to go right. And the other shoe drops. And the Charlie Brown Christmas special is no different. We start the show 
with them, all the gang, ice skating on the lake. And they got this great music playing. That one's in my my Christmas mix. And then Snoopy grabs a scarf. Everybody gets stuck. And Charlie Brown gets thrown into a bank of snow. That about sums up Charlie Brown's life right there. Everything looks wonderful and beautiful. And then bam, the other shoe drops. Or the snowbank drops on his head. Then we see Charlie Brown at their, their famous wall. They have this wall that him and Linus go to where he talks. And he actually shares like his heart and what's bothering him. So it's kind of like their little talking wall. And Charlie Brown shares how I, I don't get Christmas. You know, the presents and the cards and the... I know I'm supposed to feel happy, but I don't feel happy. And he's like, you know, he's sitting there going, what's wrong with me? So he goes on this quest to find happiness. Because he knows here's Christmas. You're supposed to be happy and everybody else is happy. And I'm not happy. Why am I not happy? Can anyone relate to that? Can you relate to that? You you go around and, you know, we're supposed to get the presents and we go to the family events and we go to the friend events and we do the cookie exchanges. And although I don't have a cookie exchange on my calendar this year, but, you know, hey, I actually was talking with my friend Donna the other day because she's a foodie and I'm a foodie. We actually, we FaceTime. She doesn't live near me anymore. My It's one of my besties and so we... um we do a Bible study together and then we FaceTime on Fridays. And so we were talking about cookie exchanges and we realized (laughs) we don't like, not all cookie exchanges are created equal. We had this one group when she lived in town and we had this one group and all the cookies were good because everybody was like hand selected and they were all people that like cooked really good and especially baking. And so all the cookies you brought home were like fantastic. And uh, now she'll go to exchanges and she'll be like, I'm going to put some of my cookies back in the, the thing. So I get that. So, you know, if you're a foodie, maybe that's what you just need to do is just do a hand-selected cookie exchange. And uh, excuse me, I have a sneeze. Did you ever get that? It's like right there. It's just hanging. Okay, I think it's going away. (laughs) So, I am the queen of randomness. So, there you go. So, here's Charlie Brown. He's hunting for happiness. He's looking for happiness. And everywhere he turns, he, he runs into different people. He goes to Lucy, who's got her little psychiatry booth for five cents. And he pays for advice from Lucy. And... Which is probably not a good use of money. <laughs> and But what she says is she's like, Charlie Brown, you need involvement. That'll cheer you up. Like, so why don't you be the director of our play? And Charlie Brown lights up. He's so excited. He's like, director? Me? You want me to be the director? It's like fun. somebody's finally noticed him. Somebody's finally... Wants him involved. And on his way, he sees his dog, Snoopy. 
I love Snoopy. He's so fun. Mr. Joe Cool is decorating his doghouse for the, the light competition. And Charlie Brown's like, oh, again? It's all about the commercialism. And then he runs into his sister Sally, who's like, I need your help because I'm writing a letter to Santa. And, you know, she's like, all I want is my fair share. It's like, what? Do you, have you run into that? Maybe when you were a kid or, or your own kids or you've seen it where kids feel like, all I want is my fair share. I want the presents. I want that this. I want that that. I want that my daughter, Grace, will just keep coming. I want this for Christmas and that for Christmas. I'm like, sweetheart, we, we can't do all that. And even if I could, I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't do all that because just like with Sally, it is not actually good for us to just lay out everything we want and then get everything we want, not even realizing what really makes us happy because it's not about the stuff. And Charlie Brown goes off to the play to help. And of course, he's ignored. And he gets their attention and finally gets the scripts handed out and yells action. They start dancing and singing again, totally ignoring him. And he's like, God, he's like, ah, he's so frustrated. I don't know the meaning of Christmas. I don't like he he can't find this happiness. So then he realizes, hey, you know what we this play needs is a Christmas tree. And so Lucy sends him off to get a Christmas tree. So make sure you get the big, shiniest aluminum Christmas tree you can get. And they go to the Christmas tree farm, the Christmas tree lot, And they're looking at all the shiny trees and the pink trees and all the different colored ones. And then Charlie Brown spots it. This little tiny stick of a tree with a few needles on it and a few branches. And and Linus, again, voice of reason, I I don't know, Charlie Brown, if this is a good idea. Because it's not what the girls are looking for, right? Lucy and Violet tell him what to do. Charlie Brown's like, no, this, this tree just needs a little help. It just needs me. And so Charlie Brown takes it. He's so proud of it. He, he struts back to the play and sets it down. And people are like, I mean, you can't even get a good tree? And they laugh at him. Charlie Brown is dejected, rejected, invisible, once again, and Linus comes in with the meaning of Christmas. Because Charlie Brown yells out, doesn't anybody know what Christmas is all about? And Linus does. And he says, And Linus goes, he's so adorable. He goes center stage. Light comes down on him. And he says, and there were shepherds in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And the angel came and said, fear not. 
For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For unto you is born this day a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was, the, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And as Linus finished, he says, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And Charlie Brown gets it. For the first time, he gets it. And he goes back and grabs a little tree, takes it home. And unfortunately, he tries to put a really giant ornament on it. And the poor little tree goes, oh, no, I killed it. So here we see Charlie Brown again. The other shoe drops. Thinks he kills the little tree. And everybody comes along and they decorate that tree because it just needs a little love. And it becomes this beautiful tree and they end in this singing moment. But when I look at this, this is what I've discovered about happiness. is that the first thing is happiness is a choice. Remember, Charlie Brown was going and looking outside himself. The cards, the presents, the Santa Claus letters, the being the director of the play, finding the perfect Christmas tree. Everything outside of himself, and it failed. Because it wasn't the true meaning of Christmas. It wasn't what really brought happiness. And it wasn't until Linus came along that we learn what the second thing is. But know this. Happiness is a choice. It's internal, not external. Happiness comes from the inside. When we choose to be happy, it doesn't come from the outside. It doesn't come from our circumstances. It doesn't come from all the stuff and the trappings and the trees and the cookies and the candies and the family time. As much as I love family time and the food, that's not where it comes. It's a choice. But what Linus brings to the table is the most important thing, and that is happiness is found in Jesus. When we remember why Jesus came We can discover the source of our happiness. That he's the savior that came. Remember, it was tidings of great joy that they brought. It's the good news. And sometimes we forget that. We get so caught up in the trappings of Christmas. And even throughout the year, we get caught up in the day-to-day. I got to get this done and that done and laundry and my my career and my job. And I got to go take the car to the mechanic and the kids to the dentist and all the things that have to be done. And we forget. It's about Jesus. It's what Jesus came and did for us. Born of a virgin. Died on a cross. Rose from the dead redeemed us 
and brought us into an amazing relationship with the Father. Reminded us of our identity because we are in Christ and he is in us. And we can come boldly to the throne of grace. That is our source of happiness. When we know that, we can fully embrace that. We can be happy. But we have to internalize that. Remember, happiness is a choice. It's internal, not external. So we could see that Jesus died for us unless we internalize that. Unless we fully embrace it and believe it. We can't tap into that source of happiness, that source of joy that is in the good news. The too good to be true news is actually what the good news means. You deserve to be happy. Jesus paid for that. that. That's actually part of what we get as the finished work of Christ. And I know that life can be a mixed bag. But you know what? We can still choose happiness regardless of what's going on. But you need to know you deserve it. Because like Charlie Brown, he did not think he deserved happiness. That Charlie Brown had this this low self-esteem and he attracted exactly what he didn't want. He attracted everything going wrong, the other shoe dropping, people laughing at him, being invisible. He did not believe in who he was. And that was the energy he gave off, was that I am a nothing and a nobody and I'm worthless. That's not who we are. We are in Christ. That's, Jesus is our source of happiness and we deserve to be happy. But you got to do the next thing, and that's happiness is cultivated within. We have to cultivate happiness. We have to do things internally to be happy, to express the happiness. It's not about the, the good things happening to us. How many times have you been doing something and you're thinking about it and you're like, oh my God, I'm so happy about this exciting thing. I'm going to tell you about my, um, went on vacation 2019. We got to go on this incredible vacation and our families actually helped us be able to go to, and we went on a Disney cruise and we got to go to Disney World. It was my parents' 50th anniversary and this is what my mom wanted to do. She wanted the whole family there and actually Bob's side of the family came too, so it was really cool whole family there, celebrate my parents' 50th anniversary. And I could not tell you how excited I was because it was something I thought we couldn't do. We ended up getting to do. And so I had such an anticipation of all the, you know, it's going to be amazing and awesome and perfect. Come on, it's Disney World. And one thing after another stole my joy. Um, I had a tooth that cracked, actually, the night before we were leaving. Hardly got any sleep, kept thinking about it. And um, on that trip, I kept being worried we were going to lose Grace. 
Like, I kept looking around going, oh, my God, where'd she go? Well, we actually did. I ended up losing her on Castaway Key. It's an island, and I was so afraid she was going to run into the ocean. She was totally fine. She'd turned down the path and went the other way, and when a kid gets lost, they um, she has a special bracelet that actually tells her, tells the cast members who she is, so they knew exactly who we were and could contact us because they had all our information. They put her in the kids' club, and she was perfectly fine, but I was terrified in that moment, and so thing after thing kept happening, and I did not cultivate joy during that trip. Like there was moments where I was like, oh, that was such a good meal and such a, but when I look back, I'm like, I missed out on the full amount of happiness that I could have enjoyed on that trip. I had moments of it, but I let my mind go crazy. I did not take control of my thoughts on that trip. And so I was in fear, um, over my kids, you know, Grace was only four at the time, trying to keep track of three. It was our first time at Disney World with three kids. I did not cultivate joy and I missed out. Because happiness is cultivated from within. So there's a couple things you need to do to cultivate happiness. One, for me, It was the, during that vacation, it was my thoughts. I kept letting my thoughts go to the negative instead of what was going right. There was so much that went right. We've got video of it. Bob, Bob made videos of it. And so I could see what went right. It was right there in front of me. But that's not what I was focused on. I was focused on what was going wrong. We have control over our thoughts. We get to choose them. So focus on what's going right instead of what's just going wrong. You also can cultivate happiness through thankfulness. Being thankful. And I've, I've taught episodes um, over Thanksgiving. I taught an entire week on, on different ways to be thankful and the power of thankfulness. And here's the thing. Just like Charlie Brown, where he thought something was going to go right, but then the other shoe dropped. Charlie Brown had an upper limiting belief. Charlie Brown believed that there was something inherently wrong with him. And so he didn't deserve happiness. He didn't think he could do all the things the other kids could do. He didn't think his life would go right. He thought the other shoe, that's normal that it's always going to drop. No, that's an upper limiting belief. Have you ever had that, that time where you were like, you're thinking about something wonderful in one moment and you're in this wonderful state and then all of a sudden this terrible thought comes and it robs you of your moment? Just like with my vacation, not only were my thoughts going crazy, I hit an upper limiting belief that said, Heather, this is too much happiness. Remember, there's something wrong with you. There's something inherently wrong with you. So you can't, you don't deserve all this happiness. You didn't earn it. And it brought me right back down. That is called an upper limiting belief. 
And we all have an upper limiting belief. And sometimes we have more than one. And I, I did do three different episodes back to back to help you walk through overcoming upper limiting beliefs. It was episodes 92, 93, and 94. So if you need help with that, please go back to those episodes and walk yourself through that because our upper limiting beliefs are actually keeping us from happiness as, as well. So we have to remove these upper limiting beliefs and that actually helps us cultivate happiness. Happiness is a choice. And remember, happiness is found in Jesus. He is our source. That is a true source of of where the happiness comes from. And then we need to cultivate happiness. We do it through changing our thoughts, thinking on what could go right instead of what could go wrong, cultivating thankfulness, and cultivating it through removing upper limiting beliefs. Those upper limiting beliefs that literally block the happiness and don't allow us to sit in the happiness longer but yank us right back down. So those are the lessons that I learned from Charlie Brown Christmas. If you've never seen it, I do highly recommend you go watch it. It's really such a wonderful family movie that you can watch. Listen, you deserve happiness. You deserve happiness, not just at Christmas, but 365 days a year. So, Learn to walk in this. Remember that it's a choice, that it's found in Jesus, but you've got to cultivate it. I just want to let you know that you have got this. You can do this. And Father has you. He's right there with you, helping you every step of the way. Thank you a bunch for listening. And until next time, live fearlessly free.